called the dogs with Chancey and Chi, and this is the time that I would make a reference about a football game we had in the past weekend, and there's nothing to talk about. But you can't. <laughs> no football uh, game last week. Vanderbilt decided to bitch out. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put it very bluntly, it was... Uh, Squeeze my language. Well, it was... Frustrating is is this the is an understatement because it's like you know what let's just play let's just play football like this, this was not we're in the middle of pandemic like we, we know that games are going to get canceled because of or, or postponed because of pandemic stuff and Vandy's just in shambles I mean their their whole program is just all over the place right now with Derek Mason being fired and uh, and we, we talked about how this game probably or there's a good chance this game wasn't going to happen but you still get all the way to the end of the week and you're like man this maybe the game is going to happen and then it doesn't happen right at the 11th hour I mean it was basically the, the day of by the time we, we found out it was getting cancelled my dad was on his way there and I was at work and then he just he forwards me the email that he gets from the university it was like breaking game cancelled I was like ooh <laughs> drove all the way up there <laughs> Oh no, he was on the way up on Friday. Well, they 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 were actually already there. Um, he he got there Friday morning, and then he and I, I I called him and I was like, uh, so that that news sucks. And he's like, honestly, I would love just a weekend in Athens with nothing going on. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You're exactly right. And they had an awesome time. Gosh, sounds awesome. Yeah, I wish I could do that too. And I live here. <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, pretty sure you, 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 you do live there. It's really. I mean, I will say though, it was definitely last weekend with with the game cancellation because we were planning on taking me and my brothers and my father were going to go and take the uh, take the kids, take uh, my my brother's kids to the game, and it was gonna be just like a you know obviously full on fully coordinated plan. <laughs> to go to the game and all the stuff and not exactly like you can't just take kids uh to to like a tailgate for three hours and then go to a football game for three three hours or whatever uh so it was not going to be a full-fledged game or anything like that but it was going to be a uh uh, uh, it was going to be a long day and um yeah once once i got canceled i mean i just you know was able to watch some football we 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 did enjoy athens a little bit but it was nice to have i mean truly that was the first weekend in forever that it felt like we had we hadn't been going ninety nothing on Saturday. So it's, it's always a nice reprieve, uh, and and I did I did enjoy the there not being some kind of added stress level. I mean, we were playing Vandy, and they were if they did get on the field, they were going to just fall apart in every facet of the game anyway. But uh, it was it was nice to nice to, it was nice to have kind of a reprieve weekend, just kind of watch everybody else play, but. At the same time, you're kind of in the background, and in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to make this Missouri game happen this this next weekend. So, very well could have been our last regular season game, but fortunately, we do have one more game, and we were able to get it rescheduled. So, we are going into a uh, we we got one more game. So, I'm just very I'm very thankful. Well, we have two technically, but. So, so here's what here's the reason I started off with the B word on on Vandy is, if we're, I mean where there's a little bit of smoke there's fire and there's been a lot of talk about there being other reasoning uh, beside COVID and that uh, that Vanderbilt is is falling apart at the seams and I don't know it's just one of those things that everybody's is using COVID as a crutch in this situation and don't get me wrong there's. There's a lot of, of people that are using it, and, and, and it's, it's rightfully so. I mean, if you do have an outbreak on your team, and we've seen that before, hell, we've seen it with some of the big programs. This weekend, Ohio State and Michigan are not playing this weekend for the first time since – I saw. I don't know if you saw this. They're, they are not playing the, uh, the game, quote-unquote, which it's not even that great of a rivalry, but whatever, the game, uh, for the first time since 1917. Wow. Do you know what was happening in 1917? World War One, Chancy. <laughs> That's the reason they didn't play in 1917. Uh, I don't know if you saw that movie, by the way. Great movie, uh, fantastic flick. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, yes, there are some teams that are having, you know, 
using I mean using COVID and there's some teams that are experiencing COVID and then it's you know they're just trying to take every precaution they can but from what we've heard about and there's been some rumors and whatnot but it just seems like Vandy is just the program itself I mean you you go through everything that you did uh, you know with the Sarah Fuller situation and then you know go get blown out and then you fire your head coach right afterwards um, it's it's just not looking good over there right now all I mean and, and, and the football program was already terrible. I don't know what you expect. And Derek Mason, I think, had a lot of respect amongst uh, his team. I think there was a lot of his players loved him. You go in and fire him after trying to make some sort of publicity stunt, and I just don't understand it. I, I, I just don't see the reasoning behind firing the guy in the middle of a pandemic season and then continuing on, acting like nothing's going on, and then you know you're seeing the repercussions of it. And so I, there's actually been a release death chart, like an updated death chart, and there are people missing all over that are not just a COVID situation. I mean, we're talking tens of, of, of players. So I, I'm I'm sorry, but there's you're, you you make decisions, and you have to you know you have to live with them sometimes. And unfortunately, they're they're not only destroying their their program, they're they're kind of burying it. And it upsets me. It upsets me because that was that's supposed to be the senior class's senior game, and if they wuss out, you know, two weeks from now, uh, I, I'm going to be pretty pissed. They're not, they're not going to be able to play another game and be celebrated, <clears throat> you know, in Sanford Stadium. So anyway, that's just a little bit of a soapbox. But it's just like I I just don't understand. You know, I it. it if it is really the problem, that's okay. I, I think that's an excuse, uh, a valid excuse. But, I mean, when we're hearing from different sources, including it within the program, that that's not all it is, that's what pisses me off. Well, and, and it's a lack of leadership on multiple levels in their program. I mean, they're not able to, to keep it together. And Vandy's not – I mean, you mentioned it there – they're never great. I mean, some some seasons they're good for Vandy standards, and they they'll go on a tear and maybe get six or seven wins and, and things like that. And and for a program like Vandy, you're not going to get much better than that just from a pure recruiting standpoint, and uh, just it's just brand recognition things like that. So you're you're only going to go so far. But you're right. I mean, it it shows the there, there's other stuff going on because your players don't want to play. Like they don't want to, they they don't want to play for their for their for, for their teammates and for their for their program, and you've you've pretty much destroyed any momentum. I mean, and to be honest, I knew Derek Mason was going to get fired after this season. I mean, the guy just this season has been just awful for them. They have not they they have not played well. And Derek Mason's had some seasons that uh, you look back and it's like, okay, Vandy's Vandy's trying to pull something together and, and that kind of thing, but. Uh, you know they're never going to go that go the extra mile, but this season was bad. I did not think after they got blown out forty like forty one to nothing or whatever by Missouri, I was like, you know what, they probably will fire him, and uh, and they did. But it, the, the you, you're right, you're seeing the, the repercussions of of everything, and um, and it's just it just it it sucks for our guys because. That's your last moment. I mean, it's, it's kind of the whole. It's the whole COVID thing. You're kind of a lot. So many people are getting getting that last that that moment stolen from them. Yeah. Whether it's a whether it's a graduation or whether it's a um, a, a senior day game or, I mean, your last time going between the hedges and and and, and getting that roar of the crowd to, to celebrate you in the years that you've given to the program and fought so hard because we've got a lot of guys and at the same time. And there's going to be the conversation of are these guys going to come back? Like, who, what guys are going to come back to maybe get that 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 day? Right. But uh, but but anyway, it, you're you're right. It, it sucks. And um, but I, I hope that these guys will take this opportunity that we're that we're getting with these with these last couple of games and say, okay, this is uh, we, we may still get this moment, but um, Mizzou and Vandy are not exactly the last two games you want to. You they're not the most ideal ways in the season. Obviously, you want to have tech in there, and for people that say we, sh- it doesn't matter that we don't have tech. You obviously don't know history very well, and <laughs> and the passion <laughs> of how much that I hate that team, 
And uh, all and, it takes is one loss, one loss in like a decade, and I'm and I'm refueled. I'm good. Oh my god, I I hate them so much. I mean, because we we lost to them. Were you at the game when we lost to them in 2014? It was like the uh, Hudson Hudson. We scored on fourth down, like, and then we 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 squib kicked it or whatever. And then they drove down and kicked the field goal or whatever. Yep, sure. Uh, sure and was, then, then we lost in overtime, right? Is that right or something maybe. like that? Either way, they started tearing up the hedges and doing all that kind of nonsense, and um, yeah, I was very, very angry. <laughs> yeah, and then we lost to them in in 2016, and and that's why. I mean, well, I don't know if this is overplayed or not, but from from Nick Chubb's mouth, that's that's one of the biggest reasons why him and Sony came back. And and you know what, I appreciate appreciate Tech for that. Thank you for that magical season in 2017. And then we beat them like forty-five to what seventeen, something like that. Forty-five. No, to we 10. just we just we we mopped the floor with them, and uh, and and so I, you always want that back. And this season is obviously unprecedented. And the fact that we've made it this far is pretty remarkable. And the fact that we've had a full we we've really had a full season, and the fact and that it was able to come together the way that it has has been pretty special, uh, amidst everything that's going on. But. Uh, you just want because now we've kind of we're starting to figure ourselves out and it's like and this is how we're gonna how we're gonna kind of end it it's kind of like a, a cliffhanger on a on a series of a show it's like okay you, there's something there's something big on the other side of this and you you don't know what it's gonna be and because we haven't really seen we, we haven't really been challenged to the degree that you want to see to, to see okay is JT the real deal is this offense now we're we're kind of clicking we have played inferior competition and from a defensive standpoint we're not going to have another like not we're not playing another huge defense like a, to really challenge ourselves in a, a big name team but these next couple games are crucial for for what we're trying to do and, and where we're trying to get and so I I'm I actually I am excited for this weekend, but I, I hope that our guys are getting excited about it too. I'm excited about this. I'm way more excited about this weekend than I am the the potential Vanderbilt game. Uh, I mean, Missouri's not a, a, a great team, uh, but they've. I mean, they're five and three this year. I mean, they're they're still a decent ball team, and they get still got some players. Um, and obviously, we'll get into them a little bit more. But it's like it is. It's just, it's just kind of sad to to you know, have this season kind of ending, you know, with a dull whisper, like just a thud. thud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're just, it's just, it's boring and, and, and it sucks. And, and hopefully, you know, we can finish off the season two and oh in the next couple of weeks. And, and hopefully the last game against Vanderbilt actually happens. And I, and like I said, the seniors are able to do that thing. But, you know, if we do that, I think we actually put ourselves in a, in a pretty decent uh, position to to uh, you know potentially come in and and, and and be in a New Year's Six bowl. So I, it's just stuff like that. At, at this point, we just have to find ways to look forward to something. And uh, I agree with you though. It is something to celebrate the fact that we are even. You know what? What are we six and two? I mean, we're we're going into our ninth game uh, of the year. So I mean, I think that's I think that's awesome that we've been able to, and and you know give all the credit to. You know all the teams that one, you know, put in the time and the effort to to stay safe and all that, but also like think about what the athletic department has done this year. You know, I mean, what what the plan they had for Sanford Stadium, I mean, has been great. And uh, I know we kind of harped on that earlier in the year, but uh, it's just it's been an interesting season. Uh, but it's definitely been you know n- not exactly up to our expectations, uh, but it's still. I'm happy we're able to at least have college football. Uh, it has felt really weird, though. Um, Chance, just to kind of jump into our next part here, we were talking about leadership of, of Vanderbilt, and, and I don't know if we touched on this at all last week, but we've got some dog leadership news. The uh, Greg McGarity, uh, I'm sure a, lo- a lot of you have seen, is going to step down at the end of the year. Uh, McGarity... I feel like he's probably a pretty polarizing AD for us. I mean, do, what's what's your what has been your opinion of him since he's because he's been has he been here for ten years? And I'll, I'll be honest, I, 
it's kind of crazy to think, but I mean, he's been here for a long time, and uh, and I'll be honest, very lukewarm about him, especially the the first half. I, I, I first half of his time, um, just not a great. I was never impressed with him. Um, obviously, coming from Florida, you you don't. I'm, I'm already got a sour taste in my mouth. Where uh, he's he. Oh, sorry. A little side note, real quick before you. I don't mean to interrupt, but. Apparently he's going to move back down to Florida after he retires, and that pretty much says everything. I mean, yeah. his whole his whole time, no matter how many years he was here, everything hinges on the fact that he brought in Kirby. I mean, and that's and that's pretty much it. I mean, I think some of our programs are on a, are, are turning the right direction. Uh, I think we got baseball kind of going in the right direction. Um, you got uh, women's basketball is doing well. Uh, hired Tom Crean and for our, the men's basketball program. That's still kind of yet to be determined um, how that's going to end up. So I mean, I think probably the tail end for his time it was definitely a little bit better. But his whole, I mean, his whole tenure is going to be that he was the guy that fired Mark Rick and the guy that brought in Kirby Smart. I mean, that pretty that's much right. all hinges on that. And uh, don't think he handled I don't know if he handled the that situation very elegantly. I don't know how you handle that situation elegantly. But um at the end of the day you're firing somebody, so it's not exactly a very no matter what, it's not gonna be a nice conversation to have. Oh yeah. And so I, I will I will not um I will not look back at his time generally fondly, but I am thankful that and the thing is about him bringing in Kirby, that was not his decision. That was <laughs> that was yeah. the booster's decision. Like it, he was following orders, and so I, to me, I, the fact that he did put and I will give him this: the fact that this season happened, you actually you, you do have to give him credit for the way that this season has transpired, and the fact that he was able to to maintain this and, and make this season happen. I think can't go without saying. But if you look at his whole time at Georgia. I mean, he was fine, I guess. I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not real, I'm not real big on him either way. Um, but I'm thankful he got this season to happen. But uh, after, after this season, you can tell uh, a COVID season is pretty difficult. So he's, uh, he's ready to, ready to hang it up. I would, I think he was actually, from what I understand, I think he was planning on retiring at the end of the school year last year, but then. COVID happened, you know, in March. And so he stayed on, you know, got that extension situation. I think that McGarity was serviceable. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't really exactly like his personality. I didn't like that he didn't seem to be, like, I want a guy who's going to be just a freaking dog to his bone kind of thing. And and I, and, and I want to make sure that a guy is going to be aggressive. I think that's one thing that McGarity obviously got a lot of the uh, – a lot of criticism about is that he was not very, you know, anytime that there was a, a chance for him to put his foot down and, and stand up to the, you know, Alabamas of the world and all that, it, it was kind of, it always felt like, oh, you know, we'll accommodate for that. You know, whenever we accommodated for Auburn having two home games in a row back in 2012 and 2013, you know, and there was a, a situation uh, where Auburn, again, Auburn comes up uh, quite often because they're a bunch of scheming POSs, but. Uh, you know, the situation where Auburn didn't want to play us in Alabama, uh, or maybe it was, yeah, I think us in Alabama back-to-back home games uh, or away games. So, like, yeah, you know, you would play Georgia away and Georgia uh, uh, and Alabama away in the same year kind of situation, right? Uh, And, of course, you know, we moved the Auburn game up to to October now, which is weird. I don't like it. Uh, This year was pretty nice, though, because we took it to them. But, you know, I think McGarity's legacy, like I said, is pretty serviceable. I think he was a guy who still got a lot of things done. I mean, think about all the facility changes that he he you know helped see through, and that's kind of the thing. I'd say that's probably his biggest legacy. Besides, like you mentioned, he did hire Kirby Smart. Whether or not that was his, he he had the final say. Whether or not he actually had the final say. <laughs> so on uh, paper. On paper yeah, on paper, on paper, he was the guy that clicked the uh, clicked the red button and said, "Yeah, let's do this thing." Right. So, uh, 
other than that, man, it's not like I'm going to be like missing the guy a lot. Uh, and 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 there's been a few names that have been thrown out, but there's a guy in the athletic department named Josh Brooks, who has been kind of basically McGarity's right hand man. He was uh, influential with the whole getting the uh, Notre Dame game scheduled in 2017 and, and doing the home and away there and, and all that. And uh, I think he, he worked really hard with the facilities as well. And he's been making a lot of changes within Sanford Stadium. So it's been cool to see. We've already seen some of his work, his some of his, some of his body work. And I think, he's, uh, I think he's actually an LSU grad, but then he went to Georgia for his master's or something like that. So – at the very least, he is academically is a dog. So um, should be exciting to see. He's kind of the front runner, uh, but uh, I have no doubt that that Moorhead, you know, who has the final say, uh, Moorhead's going to bring in some guy who's uh, a guy who's going to be all dog and, and going to you know put this put this athletic department on the next level. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it for sure, but uh, but I'm, I am excited to have. Some, some new blood in. And you bring up a good point about the facilities and, and things like that. And I think Kirby, especially when it comes to the football standpoint, Kirby definitely pushed pushed the football standpoint. And a lot of those a lot of those uh, changes were in the works before Kirby. I mean, you, a lot of that stuff you got to plan out yeah. way ahead way ahead of him coming in. Yeah. Especially changes the practice facility and uh, and things like that and things like Sanford. Um, those are those are major deals. I mean, now we talk about, we, we've talked about how just incredible Sanford stadium is now, like the atmosphere when we were in school compared to what's happening right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no comparison. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, a, it's not, cause I remember we'd be sitting there and just absolutely pissed <laughs> and how terrible the atmosphere was. And the only thing that would make it not terrible is the game, like getting you jacked up and excited and and now it's like a it's like a dang i mean it's a full-blown experience like just the the lights and the and the videos and all that kind of stuff and the new scoreboard and all that but anyway it's uh well i remember it was our either a junior or senior year was whenever they really started to uh hammer out the the videos like the hype videos and we would watch them on vimeo and and just be jacked sitting in our living room in college kind of thing and those were awesome and then they but then they would play them on on the tv on the jumbotron and it was like dude it was like we just did we our budget for for our speakers in our stadium was like a hundred dollars it was like let's see what what what's the best we can do with a hundo it was like i can't even hear it and it, and when i can it was it was just crackly it just sounded terrible and then they they uh renovated the scoreboard multiple times to get to the point where they are now i will say the only thing i i I still like the back of the scoreboard i don't know if this is something that bothers you or not but i really miss the old school look on the back of the scoreboard i miss that a lot yeah i do too it's uh it's uh what's the what's the term it's just very uh I don't know, sterile, I don't know, I was going to say sterile, but that doesn't make, that's the the word I was looking for. I know uh, it's been a long day, brother. (laughs) Been in the lab for a little bit too long. Yeah, a little too, a little too long. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, so, anyway, McGarity's gone, somebody new's going to come in, hopefully they'll be better, and here we go, so. Yeah, 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 Uh, let's, we won't, we won't get too stuck on it, yeah, we're already, we're already moving along, and and before this, we didn't think we had anything to talk about. So uh, here we go, uh, Chance. I'm just going to run through the recruiting deal real quick, unless you have anything to add, and then uh, we'll move into a couple couple of other topics. Uh, so as of this morning, we got a commit from a top, I think a top five cornerback in the, in the country, top maybe top ten. Uh, Nylon Green of Covington was, I mean, like. You know, I don't want to speak, so, uh, you know, softly about him. I mean, the guy is a legit player and a top target for uh, for the uh, for the team. So a big get for the dogs. Uh, kind of funny. We we uh, apparently beat out Clemson and I think Tim- Tennessee were his other uh, other big big time uh, contenders for uh, for his signature. And um, a lot of the Tennessee, I love some volunteers. They're the best. Uh, but there was a lot of Tennessee people that thought that. Uh, that he was going to go there. So uh, anytime that they're pissed off, uh, I, I like that. Uh, we got Nyland today. There's still probably four or five big targets out there. But I mean, right now, 
I mean, three months ago, we didn't have near the class that we have now. I mean, we were basically ranked in the upper teens, like 17th or 18th class. Now we're a top five class on rivals. I think we're a top four or five on 247. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things that we're seeing a lot of momentum here. And this team, I mean, this class is 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 a lot pretty heavy heavy on the Georgia uh, prospects, which is which is fun. I always like that. Uh, but we're still getting the. I mean, honestly, I don't know if there's a single guy. There's maybe one or two guys uh, that are outside of the uh, southeast. But other than that, I mean, we got the tight end from California. We got a JUCO transfer, and then there's a linebacker from Maryland. Other than that, everybody else is from the southeast. So it's uh, it's it's pretty interesting to see the kind of talent that's been coming, uh, honestly, more local this year than compared to the last few years. Uh, I, the big prospects left on the board, uh, you got Mason Smith from uh, – he's actually from the Baton Rouge, New Orleans area. So if we end up getting him, he's a big-time defensive lineman, five-star guy. If we end up getting him, then I will uh, – I'll just stop work in the middle of the day and just drink for the rest of the day. How about that? <laughs> um, I'd be real, real pumped if we get him. There's a running back from Michigan from uh, named Donovan Edwards. The decline of old Harbaugh and Michigan, who is one of the most overrated coaches of all time, but that's a, a story for another day. Uh, the, the decline for, of, the, of that program uh, in the past couple of years, or two or three or seven years, whatever, uh, has, has has led to us rising uh, on Donovan's uh, board. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, a few other guys, uh, Terry and Arnold uh, is a cornerback, or actually a safety, who uh, we're, we're after pretty hard. And uh, Exa- uh, what's his name? Yeah, Xavier Sori uh, is another guy who – uh, they're kind of flirting with Florida, which kind of scares me. And and Sori is a uh, he's a linebacker, uh, but I think uh, I think we'll end up at least signing one of those guys. So uh, should be pretty interesting. I mean, it's all going to come down to next. Let's see. Shoot, I think it's the sixteenth. So yeah, next not this coming Wednesday, but the next Wednesday. Uh, that's signing day, early signing day. So uh, man, we got a lot of guys. Uh, that are still on the board and there's still time and from what i understand there's uh honestly a lot of these guys are going to do because of covid and and honestly they could probably do i don't know if they're they can do some sort of hybrid like joint doing uh high school classes in the spring and also taking college classes or something like that but they uh they uh I think we're going to have a lot of guys that are going to be coming in early, so it should be pretty exciting to see how many people are going to be able to get a spring under their belt. But, yeah, December 16th is the uh, early signing day, uh, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Uh, Chance, I think it's going to end up being a a, a really good class, potentially top three, as we expect from Kirby every year. Um, I don't don't see it being worse than, than five. Uh, so let's just see if we can get some of these guys in. The only thing I worry about is our wide receivers are, are not very well known. They're the kind of guys that have flown under the radar, but we got two wide receiver commits. I mean, they're pretty – and I, I like them, uh, and I think they're both talented, uh, but we just do, did not get a, you know, a George Pickens or a Jermaine Burton this, this year. The good thing is we still have – you know, guys that are, you know, dominates coming off the injury, but we still have guys from this last year, last year's class. Pickens is going to be back next year. So we still have a lot of wide receiver talent, probably more than we've had in, in at least seven or eight years. Uh, so I'm excited to see where we go here moving forward. Um, that's kind of all I got for the recruiting update, but we do have a little bit of uh, news regarding somebody else maybe potentially coming in. Chance, you want to tell them about the smoke coming from uh, Baton Rouge? Yeah, so uh, Eric Gilbert uh, or Arik, I don't know how you say, I don't know how you say I think it. It's, I think it's Arik, I believe. Yeah, probably, I'm, probably I'm, not po- so. I'm not positive. It's it's Arik, uh, is is how you pronounce that. Uh, but he, anyway, uh, wide receiver out of um, that's at LSU currently, and uh, apparently feeling a little homesick. Uh, the guy yeah. is uh, is not a uh, feeling Baton Rouge. It was not what it was all cracked up to be last year, as uh, you've probably uh, probably heard. Uh, a lot of people comparing uh, Coach O to Gene Chizik right now, which is not the comparison yeah. you want. <laughs> Dude, not that exact- program is not looking good right now. No, uh, they they got their lightning in a bottle, and the bottle blew up. 
so, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, a guy who wants to wants to come back to Georgia is what it sounds like. And so there's the, the Twitter sphere and the 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 forums and everything are just are, are are burning up when it comes to this. So, and it hasn't slowed down. It's kind of it's kind of picking up. It's picking up steam that there's some there there's there's some uh, trouble in paradise. So, uh, I'm starting to get pretty excited about it. And, and if if that is able to happen, uh, holy cow, that's a that's a game changer. Well, well, start. I mean, you can just look at a list. And and for those who don't know, Eric Gilbert. Again, we I think that's how you say Eric. Yeah, Eric. Um, for those of you that don't know, I mean, he's. He's a former five-star tight end. He's a fresh, true freshman this year, five-star tight end from Marietta. Um, him and his uh, his boy B.J. Ojolari, who obviously is the younger brother of Aziz, uh, both from Marietta, and they went to LSU and have had pretty pretty good standout seasons as true freshmen. Uh, but uh, supremely talented guys who, yes, I mean, if Arik is, is, is homesick, you have to think, okay, his home is in Georgia. I, I like I like our odds. It's it's definitely not set in stone, but I like our odds in this in this situation. I mean, who's he going to go to? I mean, Auburn Auburn's somewhat of a dumpster fire. They're kind of kindling over there, right? Tennessee's a surefire dumpster fire. Georgia Tech is well, they're Georgia Tech. Uh, if you're homesick, those are uh, the next three closest uh, to to Marietta Marietta area. Uh, I mean, unless you're going to go to Alabama, which is, I, I don't know, I guess that's potentially a possibility. But, uh, I mean, I think I feel pretty good about the dog's chances there. Yeah. I, I, if there if if there is a chance of him leaving, um, which it sounds very good, it is, I, I feel good that we can uh, we can get him back. I mean, obviously our, our stock is rising and LSU's is burning. So there's there's a there's there's some opportunity there I think for us to for us to pull them in. So just and, and this all goes to show. I mean, it's kind of at, kind of talking about the recruits that you were talking about and uh, and this with a reek. I mean, I think uh, I think it's it's pretty pretty uh, special to see how uh, Kirby and our team is able to recruit even in the midst of everything that's going on. I mean, these guys, I, I never go into recruiting season, going into early signing day and doubting what we're able to do, uh, from a recruiting standpoint. The only problem, which you, I don't know if you can kind of count this as a problem. The only pr- issue I see with us going into this is we have no idea how many guys are coming back and how many guys are leaving. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I'm, you, it's just another one of those things that you, you you don't know where you're at in that situation, and, and and we'll we'll talk more about that as it comes. But just their skill at the recruiting has has not it has not faltered no matter the circumstances, and so mm-hmm. we we're not we're not going to be lacking in that department. Well, I mean, if you sit back and look at who is 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 surefire to return next year in in our receiving core, including tight ends. I mean, you've got. <laughs> I mean, you still got some boys. I mean, all all three of our most productive wide receivers this year, Pickens, Burden, and, and uh, Karras, are all coming back. Matt Landers, I think, is gone. <laughs> uh, but then you still got you still bring back. I think all of our tight ends minus McKitty, and then also uh, you bring back. I mean, you know that includes Darnell. So you bring back those guys. If we bring in a reek. And then have maybe potentially a transfer wide receiver, which has kind of been another thing that's been thrown around the Twitter sphere. I mean, we've got some weapons on the offensive side of the ball that could be considered the top group in the country. Which is, gosh, I mean that's a godsend right there. No, <laughs> we yeah, we yeah. need something. I mean, after last year and and the first half of this year, if we can keep the biggest piece is, and I know we mentioned this last week, but gotta have Daniels come back. Got to. I know we're bringing in Brock, and I'm excited about Brock, and I think he's going to be a future star. But to have a guy who's going to be okay, this is my last year in college football, and then have have him groom a true freshman quarterback to start the following year, I think that's the best case scenario. Absolutely. And and Brock's one of those guys that he's he's going to come in and he's going to he's going to push him, but he's going to be excited to learn. 
and and everything I've ever I've heard about this guy. I mean, heck, he's a local guy. I I could talk to the freaking gas station attendant down down the road over here, and he knows something about Brock Vandegrift. So, uh, pretty excited to see uh, how that ends up. But we got to have JT come back. Well, and like I said, I, I feel I feel good about it because JT, I think he sees with the people we've got coming in, he sees the opportunity for him to have some serious draft stock next year. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's 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 got to be running around in his head what's what's out there because he's still not proven. I mean, like I said, he, he's got to light up the remaining games. I mean, he'd have to do something stupid about the remaining games this season for that not to be a um, for that not to be an issue. So. But uh, enough looking into the future. We've still got some games this week. We've got to we've got to finish up this this season, and uh, we're we're seeing some positive and negative uh, information on the injury front. So uh, as our as our I was going to call you our injury expert, but that doesn't. I don't think that. <laughs> Please don't call me that. <laughs> uh, what are we What are we hearing from the from the injury side? From what I've seen, uh, Trey Hill has a meniscus injury. I think he got his knee scoped, uh, and so he's one of those guys that he's. It's 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 probably you know he had he had minor surgery, so it's probably not as bad as 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 it could be. Uh, but he's going to be out for the you know uh, foreseeable future. Probably the only time he might be able to come back would be the bowl game, but. I mean, if I'm him, and, and it sucks because, like, this is – but if I'm him, like, I'm just going to say, hey, look, my season's over. He's going to prepare for the draft. There's no doubt he's going to go. We've got too many guys behind him. Feel feel, feel very confident that he's going to go. Because of that, two guys to keep your eye on this weekend, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, knock on wood that we play. Uh, but two guys to keep your eye on are Warren Erickson and then also Cedric Van Pran. Uh, Van Excuse me, Van Pran is actually a true center who was recruited. He's a true freshman this year. Uh, I, I'd be excited to see if he maybe potentially could get in there. I mean, at least get some snaps. And he, he's gotten snaps this year. But, I mean, Erickson is going to be the guy, I think, to start. Uh, but we, I, I'd be excited to see. You know, I'd rather have a guy who's a true center who is, you know, having, having that be such a natural thing at the very beginning, you know, right at the play. You know, you just, you know, put in the – Put it in the quarterback's hands. You know, it's simple as that, and then you go about your business. Um, there's some guys that can do it and some guys that can't. We've seen Trey Hill. I mean, I think Trey's been a, a very good blocker, but we've seen him, you know, tossing shotgun snaps uh, up above the head, and it's thrown off the entire motion of the play, and, and I know we kind of covered that last weekend. So, uh, But anyway, Trey is out uh, for right now, and it may be potentially come back uh, at the end of the season. Uh, other than that, we're seeing guys get a little bit healthier. We're even seeing Jordan Davis uh, potentially may play this weekend. He dressed out last, uh, not I was going to say last weekend, but two weekends ago against South Carolina. Uh, just kind of you know emergency situation. But I think Jordan Davis is going to be he's going to probably be the closest guy that's going to be that's healing uh, to being able to play this weekend. And then uh, also on top of that, thankfully Kendall Milton has been recovering well. Uh, he just had a little strain in his knee, and uh, I think, to me, you kind of want to just hold Kendall out uh, unless he's extremely comfortable on it. And look, I'm not the I'm not the expert. There's there's guys that are you know paid a lot more than I am, uh, which is nothing to to talk about Georgia football uh, and to to study these injuries and things like that. Uh, but yeah, there's guys that are paid to know these things, and and I'm sure they're doing the right thing. So, uh, but. I don't think Kendall. I mean, with the guys that we have in the backfield right now, we got three horses back there that have been playing well lately. Cook and, and Zeus and 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 McIntosh is back now, so there's no reason to rush Kendall back. Is basically what I'm saying. Uh, other than that, um, we also have uh, Richie is closer to coming back. I don't know if he's going to play this weekend, but it'd be really cool if Richie was able to. I mean, it sucks. That situation sucked. And just a bad decision on his part, but if he, but he's the kind of guy. I, mean, I don't know if you saw his tweet uh, not too long after that, but it was like a week later. He was like, "If you think I'm often out and leaving this team, then you're crazy." And that's why I love Richie, and 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 he will always be a, a damn good dog. But uh, I'm hoping that he's able to, to come back and at least 
be at least be on the sideline against Vanderbilt, if not, you know, getting in for a few plays. I don't want the guy to to worsen his injury, but I really would like to see him, you know, finish off his his uh, career at Georgia under the lights in Sanford Stadium would be would be awesome. Um, yeah, other than that, I, chance. I was, I was like I said, I was going to talk about like just especially for him and especially Jordan, they're them not being on our defense just spoke volumes to how much they meant to our defense. Absolutely. I mean, they're just just their presence is such yeah. a big deal. And I think Jordan probably from a more more of a like just a just being a monster standpoint. Like he was just such a disrupt. I mean, he took half of an offensive line just to just to slow down. Uh, but Richie's leadership in the in the back in uh, defensive backfield is is huge, and and we missed that uh, in the latter half of the season, and, and really could have benefited from him him being there as much hell as we've we've given him over the years. The guy has stepped up as a leader back there, and uh, and and we've missed that for sure. But those guys have been have been major. But I, I definitely agree with you when it comes to. Um, to them and especially Milton like you're right no need for him to him to strain himself next year is going to be his year to shine I mean you I, you can't tell me I wouldn't be surprised if that guy's not our starting running back at the end of next year or in, at some point next year I mean the guy's just he's trying to show up and show out so um want these guys to want these guys to come in and play uh but don't definitely don't want them to get get re-injured or anything like that, especially with, with the with the future coming in front of them so in a season like this. So uh, there's opportunity for their draft stock to go up. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But um, glad to see that the all, everyone is recovering and, and getting getting better and getting close to close to game ready. So Yeah, with I mean honestly at this point of the year, uh, I did not expect us to be this healthy because gosh, was it it was right before we played Florida, right? Whenever it was just like half our team dropping, was out, dropping like flies. I mean, it was it was it was bad there for a while. Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky did it, man. It's usually Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky just they 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 took out took out half our damn team, and then Florida took out the other half. Uh, chance. Uh, other than that, I mean, there's not a lot of other big news. Uh, we did talk about this. Uh, Shane Beamer was hired. Uh, to replace Will Muschamp, who's got uh, got canned at South Carolina. Uh, I mean, just real quick. I mean, what's your what are your thoughts on that hire? Just uh, why? I mean, I think you're you're going off of. You're, I mean, the guys. It's like a family not, name thing. I mean, <laughs> it that, really that's is. what I'm saying. You're going going off of Frank Beamer, who was the the renowned Virginia Tech uh, head coach for 150 years. I mean, he was there for for a long time, and. Um, and Sh- I mean, heck, Shane was uh, Shane was our uh, tight ends coach during our 2017 season, and then went to Oklahoma and has been there uh, for for a while for the last two years. And uh, just I, I don't know. I mean, the guy seems pretty charismatic, and uh, I guess he he there's something maybe they see something that uh, the rest of us don't see. But it's not. And I made this comparison to you earlier. And we gave, we we kind of didn't give Sam Pittman a, we, we kind of bl- brushed him off, but this is not a Sam Pittman hire in the sense of Sam Pittman has been around a lot of programs, and is arguably the best offensive line coach in college football, and uh, but has just been so many places and and been a part of so many programs and has played such a major role in them. You can see how he's having success because he yeah. understands culture. He's a he's a coach that his players believe in, and maybe Beamer's got that, but uh, just the guy doesn't have a ton of experience. I mean, in in terms of being that prominent in that position for so long, for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I it was I saw his name getting tossed around, and I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. And then it was like, yep, he's the dude. Like, there's no question. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, <laughs> all right. I, I've got a feeling they struck out with uh, two or three guys before they uh, decided to settle on uh, on old Beamer. It's weird. It is re- very weird. And it's not like – I agree with you. I mean, you, you look at the body of work of Sam Pittman, who's been around for a long time, who's 
who's been a leader on teams, on, on, on coaching staffs, and a very well-respected coach, and people know him. And, and, and then you go out and you hire the tight ends coach at Oklahoma as your head coach. And I think one thing I, I, one thing I just want to point out real quick is that I think we're seeing a lot of programs, especially the ones in the SEC, that have fallen off. Like South Carolina 10 years ago was significantly better than they are now. Uh, Tennessee, well, maybe not Tennessee. Uh, but there's a lot of these programs that were significantly better, especially in the SEC, uh, 10 years ago than they are now and, and people are just starting to, to freak out and they're starting to make irrational decisions and we're seeing more and more guys just be hired that are uh, inexperienced or unprecedented situation for them and uh, I think it's just everybody's just getting really desperate to, to be able to win in this conference and uh, they can probably thank Nick, old Nick Saban for that I, I, I tell you that but um, Chance uh I'm excited that they did not get somebody that would scare me. South Carolina's, I mean, I, I hate to say it, they're probably going to stay irrelevant <laughs> uh, from here on out, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes for them. Uh, Chance, we don't have much of a Missouri preview. I know you and I both kind of were talking about the uh, Missouri-Arkansas game last week, last weekend, and that was that was a fun ending to that game. Oh, it was it was an awesome game. I, I was telling you, I was at, my, I was at the house uh, uh by myself that day and it was one of those games that you're kind of like audibly saying like oh dang what a like what a play like I mean it was kind of it was kind of one of those games it was fun to watch and back and forth high scoring uh my, my impressions of uh of Missouri a team that has won a bunch of a bunch of games in a row the guy they're 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 trending up and you'd never want to play a team when they're trending in that direction uh, but I think for us, it's going to give us that challenge that we need now with JT at the quarterback position to say, okay, is this guy the real deal? And yeah. their defense has been playing okay, but Arkansas was able to gash them pretty well. I mean, they a lot of big run plays, uh, a, lot of, a lot of deep balls. So I, I think if our guys, if, if we're offensive line, if we can protect JT and, and keep give him the time to throw the ball, I feel I feel pretty good about where where we're going to be. I, I feel like we're going to we're obviously going to go in, and I'll bet my next paycheck that we're going to go in and establish the run, and we're going to we're going to run the ball, and that's going to be our that's going to be what we do. But uh, I expect us to throw the ball uh, a little bit more than we did against South Carolina. We were just running so effectively against South Carolina, it was like why the hell even throw the ball? Uh, we were gashing them so bad. But uh, but I, I, watching that game against Arkansas showed me that we've got some some opportunity to 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 make some big some big plays but at the same time Missouri's coming in amped I mean after that weekend they had playing them playing Arkansas winning the game that game the way they did uh these guys are going to be going to be pretty amped to play us and, and to try to try to knock us down and uh and, and try to kick us while we're while we're suffering and and, and not playing in Atlanta this year but uh, I think we're also we're also trending in the right direction, and I feel I feel good about it. Well, we're uh, as of this moment we are only a thirteen point favorite. So I mean I think that just goes to show you that Vegas Vegas thinks that Missouri is going to be able to put up some points on us. Excuse me, because um, at this point I mean Missouri Missouri does have still I mean Missouri always has that sneaky decent defensive lineman. I don't know who that is on this team. I'm sure there is one, uh, but they usually have one, one or two guys on the defensive line that are pretty good, uh, or at least you know a, a pretty good rushing linebacker as well. Uh, I don't know. I, I, they're one team that's kind of been weird because I, early on in the season they beat LSU whenever LSU was thought to be okay. Maybe they're actually pretty still pretty good, and then they beat Missouri beat LSU uh, after they lost to uh, Mississippi State. And uh, and then that obviously started the trend of oh LSU is as bad as we thought they were going to be, uh, but Missouri is was up and down right there. And then like you said, they they won they've won three in a row, and they're a better team than the last our last two opponents. They're a better team than Mississippi State and South Carolina. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how we uh, stop their forty uh, five year old running back uh, Larry Roundtree. Uh, like I said, he's been there forever. Uh, but we are going to. Uh, I agree with you. I think we're going to see how we can run. But I think. Uh, I think we'll see a little bit more. I, I'm going to say it's going to be a, a, a two to one situation on the on the passing and running. I feel like we want to. 
I feel like we want to make it a passing game and establish JT as as the quarterback for next year kind of thing. So uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to see how we come out. The only thing that scares the crap out of me, Chancey, I hate these freaking noon games whenever it's away. Because that game's going to start at 11. You realize that. So it's yeah. going to be a 11 o'clock kickoff in freaking Columbia. And that's just like, man, I mean, half of these kids... I mean, half the college kids aren't going to make it there <laughs> from the night before, so I I don't know. It'll it's going to be a just a boring game that's going to be just kind of in one of those scary settings, and I don't. That's the things I don't like. Well, and, and that's and and also the environment. I mean, I think is is what's so frustrating, and and I think the, the one thing we do have going for us is I feel like we're probably pretty pissed that we didn't get to play last weekend, and there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of pent up. There's a lot going to be a lot of pent up aggression about not getting that game for stupid reasons, and so I feel I feel excited that I'm feeling confident, which is also terrifying, that we're going to come in wanting to play and not not just not getting to play last week and getting a unannounced bye weekend, and uh, so the nice thing for us is we've had all season to kind of look at them, and we're kind of now in a new. We're kind of a new offense. I mean, we're not kind of a new offense. We are a new offense. I mean, all the work that they did preparing for us from a defensive standpoint, like for their defense to us, almost doesn't apply <laughs> because now we're just we're just a whole different team. And uh, yeah, you got to think about the last time they were preparing for us was right after Florida, right? Right. So, so I mean, they they didn't know. Nobody knew what JT was then. No, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it's saying, and you're right from the standpoint that we don't even know what JT is yet. I mean, we we've seen what he can do, and we've seen the throws he can make, and so, in a guy that has only played two games, now he's had two off weeks to work with our receivers, getting all the first team snaps. This is the guy that is now. It's like, okay, what can he do with two more weeks? Of, of building chemistry with our with our receivers and uh, our, our tight ends and uh, from an offensive line, getting to know him and his movements and how he reacts to, to pressure in the pocket and things like that. So I'm excited about that standpoint. I think we'll, we're just going to establish a run to create that play action. I mean, I think that's just – that's doesn't matter who our offensive coordinator is, that's that's what we're going to be doing. I mean, we're, we're going to be we're going to be playing to do that. And so uh, – I, I, I'm interested to see how they're going to play defensively, what they're going to try, if they're going to force JT to throw, what, what they're, I'm interested to see how they're going to, how they're going to play us uh, from a defensive standpoint, what they're going to try to go with. Yeah, it, it, it is going to be interesting. And like I said, I've not seen much of the Missouri, you know, Missouri play, uh, but from what I've seen, aside from their shutout against Vanderbilt, I mean, they don't play a whole lot of defense. I mean, they, they still let up a lot of points to Arkansas. They let up a lot of points to LSU, uh, Florida as well. I mean, so, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I want to see a full-throttle offense is, is what I'm saying about about this weekend. You know, I want to see if, if – let's pull out all the stops. If we score 60-plus, then I'll be happy kind of thing. You know, I want to see – I don't want to see us get up 45 to 10 and then – take the the you know foot off the gas i mean i want to see us just pound it and pound it and pound it throw it over the top it's just going to be uh let's see let's see if we can get a little preview of what uh either what we're going to see and and potentially the peach bowl this year or next year hopefully next year kind of thing but uh uh you know this is the last game that i'm somewhat excited about in the regular season and the vandy game's just so weird because they're gonna even if we do play them it's like they're going to have a skeleton of their team. So this is going to be the last real test of the regular season. So I'm, I am excited to watch this game. I just wish it wasn't, you know, at noon. It's just kind of boring. Well, you know, 11 o'clock Central, so whatever. Uh, but, yeah, Chance, I, aside from that, I did want to point out their quarterback who did not start the year. Uh, they had that Sean Robinson guy started the year. And then uh, Connor Basilick came in whenever they played – LSU, I think, and played pretty well. I did not realize he's only got five touchdowns on the year, and he's been playing since the second game of the season. So he's 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 got five touchdowns and two interceptions. I thought this guy was slinging the ball all all over the place. Oh, uh, I guess yeah. So I I really is not a 
He's got over 2,000 yards passing, which is not like a crazy amount for, uh, I don't know, what do they have? Yeah, eight games. But, I mean, it's enough to – I mean, he's got almost a 70% completion percentage too, so that's pretty good. But I guess he's he's a pretty accurate guy. But uh, as far as, like, making a play kind of guy, I guess – I don't know. You would, you would have to have a, probably double-digit touchdowns for me to be real scared of this guy. So, I don't even know, man. I don't, I don't know if there's anybody else. They're, they're leading receivers in terms of yardage. Doesn't even have a touchdown this year. I'm just so I'm this, just excited. I'm just excited to for Basilic to have. Uh, I'm glad we're getting to set up this uh, meeting between him and Aziz Ozolari. <laughs> <laughs> and, I thought you were about to say that we're setting him up to have like the best game of his career, which <laughs> would be would be pretty uh, per usual for us. Uh, yeah, you know, tearing somebody down and then all of a sudden he just goes off against us. Yeah, we're usually the team that people then once they beat us, then we uh, establish their career for the rest of their college football career and then lead them to getting being a high draft pick and yeah. uh and then having yeah. a career in the nfl so um but i think this weekend we're, our defense is going to be excited to, to get after our defense started to show some of their themselves against south carolina and uh and so i'm especially we, like we talked about jalen carter i expect to see him have a similar performance uh against uh, against missouri so uh not not as formidable of a uh Missouri team maybe in the past, but like I say, they're trending up. And anytime you got a, tre- a team trending up, they're always a danger. And yep. so, uh, but I think at the same time, we are also trending in that direction. So I like our chances. And uh, and but you're right, noon game, uh, anything can happen. Does this not feel like it's it's a weird situation? And I think I expressed this last weekend or last week, but. Does this not feel like? I mean, we just have have reached a turning point in our season. I mean, yeah. I mean, we played Miss. We still played Mississippi State close. I mean, like Mississippi State was our defense did not come to play that game, but it just feels like this team is having fun. Like we talked about last week, the whole episode and having fun and and prepared and they're playing for each other. And so I'm I'm excited to see. I, I just want to see us build on this, and and it just feels like we've we've kind of reached a turning point. And that South Carolina game was. I mean, we saw a lot of young guys get in there, too. Oh, by the way, I meant to point this out. I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, Channing Tindall got in there a pretty good bid against South Carolina. I I don't know if you know this. He's a, he's a, he's from Columbia. <laughs> so he's a true born and bred, uh, you know, Columbia kid. And so I think that's probably one big reason why he played more more than usual against South Carolina, which is, which is awesome. And I think he deserves more reps. I think you know, the way that he plays – he may be our fastest middle linebacker, and that includes Nicobe Dean. I don't know. I straight line speed. I think he might be faster. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, chance I um, don't have much else to say about Missouri. Do you have any plans for the game this weekend? You gonna you have to work, or are you gonna be off, or what? I'm working because uh, I picked this weekend to work because there was no football. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing on the schedule at the time. But anyway, it's it's fine. I, 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 we 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 close at noon, so I'll have everything running. I'll have the game already playing by the time we shut the doors, and I'll tell everybody to get out and leave and <laughs> get get out. We're not taking care of you anymore. Uh, I got to go home and watch football. But uh, but anyway, nothing nothing too big planned. Uh, it'll be pretty. You know, it's going to be a pretty straightforward weekend. But obviously, going to watch the dogs. Uh, watch the dogs play yes sir yes sir i'm doing uh some of the same probably just gonna catch it at the house and see if the brothers want to come over and drink a drink a couple miller lattes and watch the game kind of thing and it's cold man i don't know how cold it is down there but it's cold up here and it's like i don't want to leave my house (laughs) (laughs) if i don't have to leave it on a saturday afternoon and i can sit there and watch football and have all my drinks and food of the house and or order some pizzas or something man i'm pretty i'm pretty damn good to go so i'm looking forward to having a little bit of a laid back saturday and watching the dogs play uh so we'll uh hopefully we'll take it to them well for uh, everybody that's been hanging with us through this crazy heck of a season we appreciate you and uh we're we're, we're hope you're you're enjoying this too but We've only, we've only got maybe one, maybe two. Who knows how many games we've got left? We don't know anything. So <laughs> just just hey, just thankful I have you, man. I appreciate. You. Hey, hey, I, I appreciate you as well. And we didn't we didn't do. I don't know if you remember this, but we didn't do our Thanksgiving special episode. Ah, remember last year we did like 
I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was we played a Thanksgiving game, like what are we thankful for kind of thing, and we listed them off and all that stuff. So just to backtrack, I'm, I am also thankful for you and in the spirit of Thanksgiving and the Christmas holidays as well. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're, we're on the short yeah. rows of there. 2020. <laughs> so it uh, should be uh, – I hope we have a. I hope we have a great finish. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Chance, unless you got any more comments, uh, go dogs. Dogs on top. Oh.